Welcome to the NASCAR Field Filler Podcast. Get all your news, results, and updates on NASCAR every week on this channel. You've tried the best, now here's the rest. Let's fill the last row with our hosts, Vanilla Wafers. Hello everyone, welcome to the bottom of the playlist as well as the back of the field. This is Vanilla Wafers and thank you for tuning in to the Field Filler Podcast. A little bit of a different date to be doing an episode, but I completely forgot like an imbecile that the race is not going to be held this weekend. In fact, it's going to be held on Thursday as they're doing a Thursday night race at Kansas. I, I even announced the dates here on this channel and I already forgot the dates. Pfft, uh, big Boyne over here. But uh, just to, just remember, and now I do have an update on the schedule, is they're going to be racing at Kansas on Thursday, which is tomorrow from this episode. And then they're going to be racing next Sunday, not the Sunday after, but the next Sunday, August 2nd, at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. So do remember that. There will not be any races this weekend. And I'm not going to cover the news. I'm still going to hold that off for Friday because I still have to go over the final results. So we're only going to be covering the picks that you should go for here at Kansas Speedway. So let's get into it. It. This is our picks for Kansas Speedway on Thursday. All right, so the only thing that's going to be the same on this episode is going to be the 15 people I lay out. The five are going to be the safe picks. The first ones I'm going to go over. The second column is going to be the guys that are more than likely going to finish in the top 10. And then after that are going to be the dark horses. I am going to include some guys that are going to be more of a big gamble, but they're not going to be included on my list. So if those drivers happen to do good, they will equal out on the bums list, which we will talk about later. But let's get started first with the safe picks. So these are the drivers that are looking like they're going to get us 40 or more points. They're going to do really good in this race. They typically do good. It's not a bad idea to go for them. Let's first start off with the Rick Henrik Motorsports number nine machine of Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott has had a bit of a struggle here in the last couple of weeks. Hasn't been really the top dog. Been getting stage points, but not finishing near the top. He did have that win in the all-star race, but that's a little different from mile and a half's. Here at Kansas, he has been doing extremely well. He has finished 2nd, 4th, 1st, 12th, and 4th, scoring an average of 43 points per race. That is something you can get behind. If he's going to turn anything around here in the summer, it's going to be here at Kansas Speedway. I would put him on your list if you still have quite a few picks of him left. I would say about maybe five or more. Next person I want to bring up is the one and only Kevin Harvick. Now, we've all been using Kevin Harvick like crazy, and but if you haven't used him yet, first off, are you high? And then the second thing is, this would not be a bad race to include him as well. He did have a bit of a rough finish in the last Kansas race, which is ninth for 33 points. That's a rough finish for Kevin Harvick, just to show how good he's been recently. Ninth, 13th, 12th, 1st, 8th. Those numbers don't really look good besides the win, but look at his average point score. 45 points. He has scored the highest average in five races than anybody else on this board. So if you want to use Kevin Harvick as an absolute safe pick, this would be another good track to use him on. He's still going to get you 40 or so points. Next guy I want to move on is the number 18 of Kyle Busch. I was going to keep him in the top 10 since they are not doing any qualifying or practice. However, at Texas, he did prove most of us wrong with an impressive run, even though he got into an accident. Here's his finishes at Kansas. He finished third. He wrecked out of one. They've been a second, 10th, and 10th again. 
Not counting that wreck, his average point score has been 43 points. He is trying to do everything he can to get a victory, and he showed a lot of talent at Texas Motor Speedway. I think he's going to do the same thing here at Kansas. Probably going to get you 40 points. It wouldn't be a bad idea to put Kyle Busch on your roster. Another person has been the number 12 of Ryan Blaney. Scored 50 points, an incredible job at Texas Motor Speedway. And here at Kansas, he loves this track. Because look at his last few results. Uh, well, except last year. He finished 21st and then he wrecked out. And then the other races, he's finished 7th, 3rd, and 4th. Now, those races where he's wrecked out, he's wrecked out of two. He has led laps in those races. He finished 37th in one of those races. Still got 19 points just to show how many stage points he was getting. Not counting those races, he scored on average 43 points. If he stays out of trouble, he's going to get you 40 or more points. Might even have the same success that he did in Texas. If you're willing to take that gamble, I would put Ryan Blaney in. If you're worried that he's going to wreck out and you're going to waste the top 10 pick, maybe save him for a different race. He seems to be up and down at some of these racetracks. And then finally, the last person I want to put on my safe pick is going to be the number 11 of Denny Hamlin. He has one of the lower averages out of the safe picks, but when he does good, he does damn good. Because look at his last few finishes. First, 16th, 14th, 5th, and 5th. And he scored on average 37 points. Two of those races, he has scored 50 or more points. The other three races, his average points has been about 30. That's a lot lower. However, if he has the same success as he did in Texas, he's going to do the same thing again. Let's just hope he just stays out of trouble this time. Texas was more of one of those hit or miss tracks compared to this one. I would feel much more safer to put him on this list than I would have been putting him on Texas. So those are my five safe picks. Chase Elliott, Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch, Ryan Blaney, and Denny Hamlin. Now let's move on to the top 10 guys. These are guys who are more than likely going to get a top 10. They're not a for sure slam dunk, but they can still get you a lot of points. Let's start off with the number 20 of Eric Jones. Eric Jones uh, finally got a good finish at Texas. He absolutely needed that. And here's another racetrack where he has really, really good statistics. I'm going to include the last four races. 7th, 3rd, 4th, and 7th with an average point score of 37 points. Definitely a top 10 guy all around according to his stats. If he does the same thing at Texas, I'd say use him. You may have used him a couple times because his stat numbers have looked good. I'd say this is one to be a little bit more comfortable in. He's now trying to get that momentum going. He's right there outside the playoffs. He has to have good finishes. This might be a good race to use him in. Brad Keselowski in the number two. He was more of a gamble last week. This week, he is more of a 30 points or so guy. Because he's finished 19th, 1st, 6th, 14th, 13th. Those points don't really look well. However, his average point score has been 33. Which is one of the top 10 averages on our list. So he wouldn't be too bad to use. I, I Again, I would probably say that Brad Keselowski would be better in other racetracks. And he has gotten a victory here. He won here last year. So there is a chance he could do really good. He could also pull the strategy that he did in Texas. Wasn't really much of a front runner, but he was able to be up front near the end. You are taking that risk. So take that with a grain of salt. Could get you maybe 40 points, but there is a more of a good chance that he's going to give you in the lower 30s. Martin Trix Jr., driver of the number 19 machine. He had a rough going at Texas. And when I say rough going, just bad luck. Because in the stage races, he finished 10th and 6th. He was the top 10 guy all around. 
Same thing here with his last few finishes. 6th, 19th, 5th, 2nd, 1st. That 19th has hurt him a little bit, but on average, he scores 36 points. I think he's going to do everything he can to redeem himself after that Texas incident. He finally got momentum. I'd say it's starting to go in the right direction for him. Not saying he's going to get the victory, but I'm saying he's actually going to get a good result here. Average 36 points. Wouldn't be a bad idea to use Martin Trex Jr. Kurt Busch, driver of the number one, makes the top 10 list once again uh, due to his consistency here at Kansas with a 4th place, 7th place, 18th, 8th, 2nd, and an average point score of 33 points. Did have that rough finish with, uh, with that 18th place and only scoring 19 points. However, that was with Stuart Haas Racing, so take that as you will. Here with Chip Ganassi, he's finished 4th and 7th. When it comes to the summer at mile and a half, Kurt Busch has always done fairly well. If you have not used him that much yet, maybe you've used maybe Clint Boyer a little bit more, I'd say put Kurt Busch in. If you used him a little bit too much, maybe say six times, um, I I would may look at some other drivers in a sense, maybe save him up for near the end of the season. However, if it's not in that situation, I'd say put him on your list. And then finally, I'm going to include Joey Logano. Now, Joey Logano, when I first did this list, was more of a hit or miss or more of a gamble. I wasn't even going to include him on the list. However, his points are pretty good when it comes to here. Let me let me show you his finishes. 17th, 15th, 8th, 3rd, and 21st, and then he wrecked out of another one. So he's been more of a 15th or worse kind of guy. However... He scored a lot of stage points, so his average point score has been 34. Is Joey Logano worth only 34 points? That's for you to decide. I mean, if he can put it all together, he can probably get you 40 or more points, maybe even 50 points, but that's if he puts it all together, and he hasn't really done that here at Kansas recently. You can kind of look at Texas and see how well he did there. He, he did really, really good, got a, quite a few points. But take that into consideration that here it's more of a miss than it is a hit. I'm going to include him still in the top 10 because that's still a good points average. So maybe 15th and 34 points. If you've only used him like uh, twice, that, that wouldn't be too bad to get 34 points out of him. Uh, I'm definitely more of a top 10 guy more than a safe pick. So those are my top 10 guys. I have Eric Jones, Brad Keselowski, Joey Logano, Martin Truex Jr., and Kurt Busch. Now let's move on to our dark horse guys. These are guys you usually don't see near the top too much or they might finish 11th or 12th. This first one is actually going to be quite interesting. I did not think I would ever include him on this list, but here he is right here as a dark horse, almost a top 10 guy, and that is the number 17 of Chris Buescher. Look at uh, it shocked me, but look at his averages here. 13th, 10th, 16th, 6th with an average point score of 29 points. I did not think he was really doing that good, and he's with better equipment. He is also in that spot, kind of like Eric Jones. He needs good finishes, at the very least top 10s. He might get it right here. I might include him on this list since I included him as a top dark horse guy. With 29 points, I'd say that's pretty good. Maybe wouldn't be a too ba bad of an idea to put Chris Buescher on your list if you're trying to save more of your guys up top. Clint Boyer is another guy who's more of a dark horse than he is a top 10 guy. He has the same average point score as Chris Buescher with 29 points, and he's been finishing more outside the top 10 at this racetrack more than he has been finishing on the inside. 
I would use, say, someone like Eric Jones, Martriex Jr., one of those guys, Kurt Busch, probably more than I would Clint Boyer. Kind of let us down at Texas. I don't know where he's at right now. I feel like his momentum's more at a 13th spot more than he is at a 7th or 8th place. So he's more of a dark horse more than a top 10. Alex Bowman, driver of the number 88. He was the guy to beat at the beginning of the year. Now he's fallen back to more of the 12th place guy. Don't let that discourage you because his points have been pretty good here in the last four races. Uh, 11th, 2nd, 9th, and 18th. A little bit up and down, but his average point score has been 30, which is the highest that anyone here on the Dark Horse list has. Alex Bowman could turn it around right here. I don't really expect a top 5 car or even maybe in a sense a top 10 car, but he could get stage points and he could get you 30 points. I haven't really used him that much, so he might be a good one to use as a Dark Horse as well. The fourth guy I want to include is the number 8 of Tyler Reddick. Tyler Reddick did incredible here in the number 31 car last year. And if you don't know what the number 31 car was, he raced this car only two times last year and he still got a top 10. And in the Xfinity series, second, fifth, second, almost a top 10 guy. The only reason I didn't include him in the top 10 list is not because of the lack of experience, but more of the fact that if he doesn't do that pitch strategy at Texas, uh, he would have probably finished 17th right around there. So he wasn't really a top dog, but he still got the second place finish. I say he's more of a dark horse. He could still score some good stage points. I don't think it's going to be a homestead kind of performance, but it could be an eighth or ninth place finish on average. Could get you a lot of points here. I mean, he got 32 points in the number 31 car. He might do even better here. So keep Tyler Reddick on your radar. And the last guy I want to include is the number 10 of Eric Amarola. The only reason why he, I almost put him on the top 10 list because he keeps getting top 10s or better recently. It's just his point score has been pretty low because he's right there around there uh, getting 23rd in his last race and we're not going to count that one. 12th, 10th, 9th, and 9th. The only reason he's down here is because of his average point score is 28 points, a little bit lower than the top 10 guys. I mean, yeah, he could get you a top 10, but if he's not going to get you any stage points, all these other guys could beat him, potentially. Someone who finishes 15th could beat him. I mean, we've seen that with Joey Logano. So he's probably going to get a top 10. I feel it. I don't know if he's going to get you a lot of stage points here at Kansas. His points are a little bit lower. He's more of a dark horse. Maybe save him for another race, but... At the same time, he is having a lot of momentum, so if you want to keep riding that train, if you've only used him a couple times, maybe put him on your list one more time. This might be a good one. So those are my 15 guys. I'd say those are some good 15 guys to go with as far as safe picks, top 10s, or dark horses. Here's some of the drivers who kind of missed my cutoff. One being Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson was actually on my list as a dark horse, but he's had such bad luck. I'm thinking there's got to be a race where he's going to be doing good. I mean, he's looked competitive every single time, but he's more of a big gamble than anything because every time he has a good car, it seems to just fall off on him. And his results here have been fairly well. 10th, 6th, 22nd, 19th, 11th, with an average point score of 26. So he's really up and down, and that's been his season so far. I mean, he could get you a top 10, but at the same time, he could fall off the deep end and get you a 20th place finish. So he's more of a big gamble. If you want to go with him, I understand. He's had some really good cars here at the mile and a half. He just hasn't had the finishes to back it up. 
Another guy I want to include here as more of a big gamble would be Ricky Stenhouse Jr. He scored on average 25 points. Matt DiBenedetto in the number 21 is another driver who misses the list. I see him more as a Joey Logano kind of sense that he could get stage points, but he could finish around 15th or worse. There's that possibility. I just think it's going to be a little less than Joey Logano because he tends to be the fourth guy in that Roger Penske group. He technically is, and his results have been the same as well. So he's a little bit lower. Uh, Austin Dillon in the number three machine. Yes, he got that victory in Texas, but again, he was kind of the same spot as Tyler Reddick. I would go towards Tyler Reddick more than Austin Dillon, being that his average point score has been 22 points for the number three machine. William Byron is also kind of like in Jimmy Johnson's spot. Been having really good runs, but just been struggling. Uh, last time he was here, he got um, a top five and got 39 points. However, he has a new crew chief for this race as Chad Knauss is not going to be there this weekend. I mean, he's right there on the cusp. He needs a good finish, so take that into mind. But he could crack under the pressure. So I say he's more of a big gamble than he is more of a safer pick. And then let's look at the rookies. Uh, I included John Hunter Nemechek and Christopher Bell. They both have won here in the Xfinity Series, but they have been struggling recently in the Cup Series. I mean, Christopher Bell, I thought he was a shoe-in as a dark horse, and turns out he was the complete opposite. Just two laps down in the 22nd position. Just really didn't have a good run at all. And John Hunter Nemechek may be getting good runs, but he keeps spinning out near the end. So I wouldn't really trust him on that. And then Cole Custer in the number 41. He hasn't really gotten a top 10 in the Xfinity Series at this track. So to see him get a top 10 here at the Cup Series, I, I can't see it happening. I wouldn't go with Cole Custer. Maybe if you want to take a huge gamble on John Hunter Nemechek or Christopher Bell, I can understand the sense that they have victories. But if you want to go for a rookie, I'd say Tyler Reddick. So those are my picks, and those are some of the big gamble guys. As far as my picks go, I'd say for a safe pick, I think I'm going to include Chase Elliott. I haven't really used him too much yet and Ryan Blaney. As far as top 10 guys go, I'm going to include Eric Jones. I'm going to give him another chance, and I might just go with Martin Trex Jr. on this one. I think Martin Trex Jr. might be the one to go with. As far as dark horses, I'm going to include Chris Buescher. I said I would. And then for the other guy, it's going to probably be Tyler Reddick. I like, I like Tyler Reddick at this one, especially since he got the top 10 last year in the number 31 machine i think he's gonna have that momentum he needs to make it into the top 16 i say that's a good one to go with so those are my six guys let me know what you guys pick uh, as far as crazy corrado and mechanical manny they did bring in my results however i'm going to save that for the next episode because it holds more of the suspense i mean if i already announced what drivers they're going to be using it's not really fair. You guys are already going to know, so I can't keep it suspenseful. Uh, Doofus Rufus is no longer a part of this, and actually, I got a kind of a funny idea. Why don't we make Doofus Rufus more of the big gamble guys? Or he's the bums, bums list. list. If you get beaten by Doofus Rufus's bums, bums list, list, then you deserve to be part of the bums. bums. So let's just do that. So that's the Doofus Rufus line. The five drivers who uh, I did not include on the list who do the best. And that will conclude today's episode. I just wanted to make sure that you guys were taken care of for the Kansas race. Hopefully you guys got a lot of good information on that one. And make sure to tune in on NBC Sports at 7.30 Eastern 
for that Kansas race. It should be a good one. We've been having a lot of drivers who've had uh, like big odds against them win these races. So it's starting to shape up the playoffs. And I think this is going to be another race that's really going to shake up how the playoffs look. So make sure to tune in on that. But above all, thank you guys so much for listening to the best and trying out all the rest. I have been able to fill up the last few remaining minutes of your time. So I'm going to take the car and pull it right on into pit road, collect my last place winnings, and I am out. So you all take care. This has been the Field Filler Podcast.